So, okay, I think I think we're just about I think we'll just we're just about ready to start. So uh, today, OpenAI announced uh, some updates to the Dolly Two program. I'm going to summarize it briefly, and then I was thinking I'll pass it to Lupine and Danielle and just sort of get their initial first reactions. Uh, what were their thoughts once the announcement was made? So, just to summarize. Uh, I covered this in my video and elsewhere, but the main things are the program is moving from research beta to beta, which is very exciting. Um, they're going to scale to 1 million new Dolly users. Obviously, I'm really excited to see this spread to many more people. It's going to be a bigger market. Uh, we'll see it maybe in more commercial uses. Uh, they announced the pricing structure. And with that is quota. I'm sure we will, we will chat more about the quotas and what they potentially mean for the product as well as the community. Uh, and the final thing they covered was commercial use licensing. Up until this point, through OpenAI, they owned everything we made as a part of the research beta. That is now flipped. We are in ownership of it. So, and and then they also announced uh, just as an aside some artist support program. So, if you're an artist in need, uh, hopefully through that program you'll be able to get access to Dolly, and uh, hopefully without spending too much out of pocket in terms of credit. So, anyways, that's a summary of it. Uh, Lupine, when you first heard the announcement today, a couple hours ago, what were your original thoughts, emotions? What were you going through? Uh, quite a lot, actually, but I'm actually going to suggest that we pass to Danielle first, who may have some time constraints today. Absolutely. Go ahead, Danielle. Oh, it's really cool if you speak first. I'm just in and out. Like, uh, I'll be here, but <laughs> you can talk first. I will chime in after. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure that we uh, hold that space for you. Um, so... I woke up to the, I'm on East, West Coast time, so I woke up to, um, you know, the usual work emails and then saw the OpenAI email uh, pop up in my inbox, and I was quite surprised. Um, I did participate in, as a preview user, uh, early preview user, I did participate in a pricing survey, um, and I didn't really know what to expect or what was coming. I was a little bit surprised by the Let's say I had sticker shock um, that the $15 gets you the 115 generations. Um, just having worked with the over the last just over a month is when we got the 50 limit per day generations. I had finally gotten used to working within that. Although if you follow me from early on, you know, I used to put out three to five images a day and that drops to like really struggling to put out one image every day being I use a lot of inpainting and I do still take things into procreate for minor touch-ups but if I really want to change something I really on inpainting um, and that's why I struggled with the 50 generation limit so now to find out that um, you know those uh, those credits that we get each gets used for one duration and a generation could be you know your prompt it could be a variation and it could be one edit such as an inpainting those are going to go for me at least very quickly. Um, one thing I'm kind of wishing I would have done earlier on is perhaps post the first results I get from a prompt and then post what I consider to be the final image, just so someone has an idea of, of how much inpainting I use. Um, that is, you know, very, that's going to create a lot of constraints on me. Um, you know, it's pricey. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. At the same time, I'm incredibly grateful for the use that I've had of it up till now. I'm also very happy that this is what lets them expand access. It's very difficult on Twitter the last few months, uh, seeing folks saying, you know, oh, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. 
And I kind of get do this little internal victory dance every time I see someone post on Twitter, oh, I finally got access and I want more people to have access. And I understand there are tremendous costs with running this model. What those costs are, I don't know, but I'm sure they're massive. So what I'm probably feeling right now and what I'm going through is probably just adjusting to that change. Um, and change is difficult <laughs> for everyone, I think, maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of sitting with that that shock and thinking about, you know, okay, like I work in the nonprofit sector. I don't make a lot of money. I live in an area that's very expensive. So if I, if, and I do really love using Dolly, um, what kind of budget do I need to set in my life in order to be able to use it in some capacity? So that's just where I am right now. I'm sure there will be a whole roller coaster of emotions um, that go with it, but I am I am conflicted. I keep telling myself, like, you have nothing to complain about. Like, you've had access to this since April 6th. Um, everybody deserves access to this, and it's, it's got to be paid for somehow. Uh, so I'm trying to put my own feelings aside um, and, and keep the space for that, you know, in my mind that, you know, this is so that everyone can join. Um, but again, change is hard. And, you know, back to that, that great substack about finding your flow. And I won't go into that. I'll, I'll let Bax cover that. But I very much agree with that, that it takes me a while to get into that flow in terms of, you know, do I get an output from a prompt that matches my vision, my ideas? Do I end up taking it somewhere totally different? Like, and I think uh, Doug talks about it too, and and hopefully he'll be able to join us for a bit here. Um, But that's where I am. Um, How about you, Danielle? Yeah, I mean, uh, I have lots of thoughts on this. I think the most extreme thing for me is the four prompt limit. Um, I mean, pricing, I believe since it's so experimental, like they will be altering the pricing model, especially since they've kind of like pulled surprise updates like every two weeks. Uh, I feel like they just started with this and changed. It's like, yeah, that's very, very expensive. If you think about 13, 13 cents per image, expensive, you know, just for like, regular people, but also like corporations could for sure afford that and even more. What's the four prompt, the four, or sorry, not four prompt, the four results, the four results associated with each prompt, I feel like don't capture the range and like mood or vibe of the things I'm entering. Uh, I mean, I, I used Dolly back when it was 10 images and sometimes in 10, I only had one favorite or like would have to try to three times the thing I wanted, which would be like one out of 30. So selecting one out of four is feels pretty limiting. Um, I sort of wish they withholded that update uh, and didn't like give us two changes at once. Um, so it's kind of, it's difficult for the creative flow. Um, on pricing, um, it's kind of interesting. Like I keep thinking about the larger picture of like how how much humans value art. And if we think about like how incredible Dali is, ignoring the fact that it is like a corporation, if we just like think of Dali too as an artist, um, I feel like we're taking advantage of the fact that it's free. And like, you know, so many artists are underpaid, like based on the amount of, you know, um, like, yeah, Dali can really like alter people's mental states and transport us to other places. And not not just like being a tool, but I, I sort of view it as this like spirit <laughs> in a way. And I sort of like wish we paid for that or like valued it. But then, I mean, it's also a company. It's also technology. So this is like really complicated to, to think about. Um, 
But I do sort of have hope that like they're they'll be listening to this, like they'll be listening to us even talk about this, um, and like listening to our conversations on Twitter and figuring out what people feel good about because I don't think their intention is to like, you know, create a situation where it's unaffordable. That's a really great point. And uh, something that came up for me is that, you know, expanding access is great, but imagine all the people that are now getting access. But at this point, how many people that were on that wait list can't afford that access now? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it is like, especially being $15 all at once versus even like smaller increments. Like that's a, that's a significant, um, you know, chunk of cash. Uh, even if you're just, you don't even know what it feels like yet. You just want to experiment. Um, I mean, starting out, I think the free plan is only 15 images a month, but I feel like it takes to like, really like understand your relationship with Dolly too. I feel like it takes a hundred prompts to sort of get into that state where like, you know what you want to do with it. So yeah, yes. it is unfortunate. And, yeah, and one thing that I worry about too, like an implication of this is especially only getting four generations per prompt now. I'm yeah. worried that it doesn't doesn't highlight the strengths and abilities of the dolly. Because you're absolutely right, Danielle. In the beginning when we got 10 results, sometimes I would have to, like you said, like three or four tries. So already I've gone through 40 images before I found one that I felt yeah. was what I wanted. And even then, all the in-painting to remove artifacts or just anomalies that mm-hmm. didn't quite fit or even something as simple as adjusting eyes yeah. or remo- removing extra limbs. So I worry that, you know, these kinds of limitations might highlight some of the, not weaknesses, but it, it won't be highlighting the, the capabilities of it. And, you know, we all said that when generation limits came that it was going to reduce exploration and um again getting into that flow state and i certainly felt that um and i think that's going to be more so now um you know they they did say that you will get a certain number of free uh credits per month so if you're 15 to get your 115 i believe yeah what did they say you get how many you, free do you get? oh you get you get 15 per month oh you get yeah. 50 you get 50 when you join and then from that point on uh just 15 per month and to give you an idea of that, so if anyone here hasn't seen what I post, so most of my images, I would go through 50 generations on one to two images um, to, to create that cohesive image that I consider finalized. Um, you know, you look at it and I'm portraying what I wanted to portray without any quirks or, you know, things that I, I didn't intend to. So I had kind of adapted to that before that. I wasn't counting, but I think easily based on the amount of time I was spending to post three to five images every day, I could have easily been going through 150 or more generations per day. So if you do some, you know, Doug and I were talking about this fuzzy math on that. If it comes down to about 13 cents per generation or per prompt rather, and say you're, you know, operating under the used to have the 50 generation limit. So say you want to keep going at that one or two images every couple of days. So let's say that I'm doing, you know, say I make images for 15 days out of the month at 13 cents per generation, and I'm averaging 50 generations. I need 750 credits. That's $97.50. It's not cheap. Um, and that's, again, at a lower output. And that's a that's a generous estimation of how many, or excuse me, that's a low-end estimation of how many credits I would actually use. Because once you find that flow, that creative, you might save an image and say, I'm coming back to this, but I'm going to go down a rabbit hole with this one. 
and it, it's really going to add up quickly. And I'm not a commercial artist when it comes to print, certainly metalworking. Yes, some paint, but not print. So if I were a commercial artist, maybe I would feel a little differently about it. But for me, Dolly has been kind of a way to um, explore styles I wouldn't normally do. I've actually been painting a Dolly that I did. Um, it's totally outside of my normal style. It's been an educational tool for me. And quite frankly, like most people feel very therapeutic. Um, and it looks like Doug has joined us as a speaker. Hi, Doug. Um, yeah, Yo. so that's where I am. I was hoping that so, that Bax could talk more about the creative flow and how that burns generations and what this kind of means for creativity. Yes, uh, Sabine, I'm, I'm happy to. Uh, re real quick, though, I just want to get, get an idea. Um, what do you guys think of credits? And let's say credits versus alternative models, like monthly pricing or some kind of API per usage kind of thing. What are your thoughts between oh. the different kinds of models? Yeah, I think so. I... I think like once you start thinking about image cost 13 cents and you start thinking of credits as precious really is this like background nervousness that messes with creative flow. So I think some sort of unlimited plan, you know, once they are aware of what people's usage would be, uh, because, you know, it, it's probably not a thousand prompts per day if it was unlimited, right? It might be like 150, 200. So I think like some sort of priced unlimited plan, I think would feel psychologically better as, as a workflow. Of course, this would, you know, end up probably being pricey, but maybe there's like a commercial plan versus like a personal plan. I like that idea. Um, if you're not a commercial artist and you're using it creatively or therapeutically or to inspire maybe the art that you that you do produce in the physical realm, that you know, I think could be a lower price point. You don't intend to profit off of it. Of course, that doesn't solve for like the ultimate goal of pricing, which is to offset the costs of running this. It's very expensive. Um, and I hope in the long run that with enough users, that cost can be dispersed a little bit and we all pay a lower price. I love the idea of a tier plan. Um, again, I think this is just what we're, we're dealing with now until things get a little more fine-tuned and some costs are recovered. But just, I really think it's going to be cost prohibitive for folks that you know either were using it or are on that wait list and are going to be really struck by this like oh congratulations you have access but here's how much it costs yeah so i i mean i uh i definitely do think the whole pricing was was quite a jump right like uh effectively they are saying whatever we get a day a new user can get for one month <laughs> right um and I guess maybe this is, you know, democracy pricing, right? Um, but I just, uh, I, I do wish everyone in the world had as, would have the same experience that we did as a part of the research data. Um, and pricing, this pricing with like credits, like I specifically said on my podcast, they should not do it. And the reason is it just reminds me of, I don't know, like, like a carnival or an arcade or something, you know, where, you know, you pay like, you, you buy, you get like five, credits for three dollars and then you have to do all this complicated math right and then you got to keep going to the little machine and getting change um it reminds me of iStock photo or you know like the stock photography companies like that kind of model and unfortunately i'm going to talk about this later on my podcast but because of the pricing and quota structure that OpenAI is proposing as well as the direction they're heading i'm, I'm unfortunately going to have to cut my valuation of dolly um i said on my podcast that i think it's worth billions of dollars i now think it's worth maybe half a billion dollars. Um, 
And there's like, I, I think Dolly at this point is comparable with the stock photography companies, which are in that range. Um, with the previous model they had, I understand the cost don't support it. I think in that case, the product is a multi-billion dollar product. Um, but unfortunately, whatever we have now is, is comparable to the alternative options. Like in this case, I actually think iStock Photo, Storyblocks, like all these other stock photography companies, they're now on the same page as Dolly, roughly. Um, now, Dolly can still generate some unique images and stuff like that. But based on the existing situation I'm seeing, like I'm not that optimistic. Um, like, and, and so part of the reason earlier this week, I, I wrote my flow state article. I, I do encourage everybody to check it out. I think artists need to be able to hit a flow state in order to actually get attached to a product. If artists can't get to a flow state, you don't have a creative product. You wouldn't be into the drum set. You wouldn't be into Photoshop. You wouldn't be into any of these tools if you couldn't get to this you know, state of bliss, this high that all artists and creatives are seeking. And the flow state has a halo effect on everything. The, the flow state means you can pick your best dolly generation out of 20. The flow state means you can actualize your vision. The flow state means you can discover things you never would have thought of, right? Um, effectively, OpenAI's current pricing means that you will only get to first gear unless you can afford to get to fourth gear. And the problem is that that, that flow state, this sort of other dimension, happens at fourth gear. And, and it will affect everything. It will affect the virality of Dolly. It will affect the addictiveness of Dolly. It will affect the kinds of art we see. It will affect the commercial kinds of, uh, you know, outputs and products that we make and see, the commercial success of them. And I just, uh, I think like, you know, I maybe could have done a better job studying like what, what, is the, what is the flow state of Dolly? What does that look like? How many generations does that uh, start? And especially for new users, you know, I would have thought they would get hundreds per day in the first month, just so they could be fans for life. And like, uh, unfortunately, that's not happening either. So I'm like, I, where I'm at now is I'm actually scared Dolly's community and situation may actually end up like GPT-3, where there was lightning in a bottle and unfortunately it was kind of squandered. And especially when the, the limelight was on it. And then now GPT-3 is a, like a thousand times better, but I have to beg people to try it again because they sort of lost faith and faith and the pricing was all over the place when they originally tried it. And so like, I'm kind of scared, like, I mean, Dolly may fizzle out, I'm not sure, sure, right? But again, like, I don't have the data on the new users. Like, I don't know, do new users still stay as addictive, as addicted to Dolly with or without the limit? Like, I'm just not sure. But I think focusing on the flow state is in OpenAI's best interests. I agree. And I see Doug's here and, and Doug has mentioned that too. So I think now, Doug, if you're able to, it'd be a good time to chime in on on your take on this, the pricing model and how you felt once the, the 50 generation restriction hit, then then it went down to, you know, only four images per prompt. And now this pricing model. Yeah, I am so mad and I'm not going to take it. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, yeah, this was a shocker to see it show up without any announcement and just kind of landed. And my thoughts initially were all over the place. And because I've been waiting, as it were, for this need to be born, my inclination is to be less critical as I'm taking a first look at what they've done and trying to sympathize with the type of company that could produce this to begin with and what it is they want to cultivate. So painting was democratized by mass manufacturer of brushes, tubed paints in the 18th century, 
but they were still expensive, but they were nonetheless, you know, they went through this democratizing, if, if that's even the right word, democratizing, democratizing process that made things available, but they weren't cheap. But the fact is this thing is available. Now it's definitely a shocker and a bummer to have gone from like unlimited with 10 generations, uh, you know, 10 images per prompt generation down to four, four is like somebody giving you two Lay's potato chips. Nobody can eat one. So why, why give me two? Like I need a bag. I need a, I need a case. I need the whole bowl. And that does feel like a misstep to me, how they've locked it down. But, but at the same time, I feel like, okay, well, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're trying to get more data through the most amount of people possible uh, that will influence, you know, the next pricing model. You know, no doubt this will change. Compute time does not get more expensive over time. It gets cheaper. But nonetheless, here we are. We've landed with a product. And my reaction overall, I say, is tempered by the fact that I expected this to land in the $100 a month range, whatever they came up with. I, I expected to be paying 100 on the high side. I mean, on the extreme high side, I thought, wow, maybe this could get up to 150 Then I thought on the low side, given a company that's trying to sort this out, you know, maybe 75. If it was, you know, 35 a month for unlimited, I would have thought, what have they done? That's incredible. That didn't happen. And comparing it to some other tools, you know, when you think about what Midjourney does for 30 bucks a month, which I was on, which I have since suspended because I just wasn't using it. Um, it's a whole different class of product. It's, it's still the only out there that can do what it does. Are there competitors coming? You better believe it. Will this pricing change? I cannot imagine that it won't. That said, I think I am comfortable with the idea that Dolly is a premium product, even with all its bumps and warts, like Adobe. Adobe is a love-hate relationship. And around the corporate plan, you know, it can down, you know, it's like 60 bucks a month for all those tools. And it still feels a little expensive because you know, their tools are buggy and they don't quite work, but then you got to have it. Like there just isn't any, any fussing with it. it, but you get all these tools, you get everything you ever wanted. Right. So it feels like they've struck this balance where people trying to use it in a professional sense are going to be paying their bills. If you want to make LOL memes once a month, I, I forget what it was, right? Is, is it 15 credits? I think 15 pops for that first you know, free tier. Hey, you memes have, take a lot of time to generate. <laughs> they do. They do. And I'm certainly not knocking memes. I mean, I am like, you know, we love memes. We, like, I deal with memes. Um, even 15 is not going to get you there. There seems to be definitely some type of a, of a, of a disconnect between passerbys, pa passersby, people trying to do something and people really trying to do something. It seems like the pricing structure is an average or some type of a median, which doesn't really recognize distinct use cases. Right now, I think they threw something out there so that we could get back to, at the very least, get back to the opportunity to consume unlimited. That's the thing I am grateful for. I fully expect this to change. I'd be surprised if this was the same pricing by the end of the year. I, so, would, be, so I would be surprised. So, Doug, let me, so you brought up a lot of good points. So let me, let me break apart some of this. So um, how, how do you all feel about the rollout, right? And like, I get, you know, goosebumps about this stuff all the time. 
three weeks ago, I tweeted something like, do you think it costs OpenAI to run Dolly? And I was just ridiculed that why would a company ever disclose how much it's costing them? Well, I happen to know that it's costing them a lot, right? Like it's an expensive service to run. I just think in terms of the rollout, they could have disclosed that. They could have said like, look, we're really, we're, we understand people are going to be upset about these restrictions. People may not be getting the best experience, but this is how much it's costing us per user. Uh, even if they gave some kind of margin and said, we only make 10% with this kind of pricing, I think it would roll better off with the community. Maybe people would understand, right? But at the same time, I'm pretty harsh because everybody in the multimodal AI, large language model space has known that it's going to cost a lot to run a service like this. So I think when OpenAI announced it, I, I, I was also expecting they may have had something figured out, kind of like how you're describing, Doug, like if they had $35 a month, that would have been just insane, right? But right. What, what do you think? What do you think about the rollout? Like, do you think more could have been done? Like, so for example, like you're talking about, you know that the price should hopefully go down. Do you feel OpenAI should have disclosed? Like they have plans to reduce the costs by the end of the year, by next year. They're actively working on getting it half as expensive. I am a capitalist. I would just have to say that. Even though I may not be a rich capitalist, I, I, I lean that way. I hope that they are profitable right now. And I hope they're making really good money. I hope they're not making obscene money to the point where they're not thinking, you know, they're, they're kind of eating the golden goose. I hope they're taking an Amazon style approach, you know, love or hate Amazon and all the cardboard waste they generate or Walmart for, for that same reason. They put the low prices first because they understand that you make big bucks when you have big user bases. Um, so I, I hope there's this balance that they're trying to get to. Maybe they didn't nail it right now. I, they had to roll something out. Um, does it feel a little ham-fisted? I think so, but I don't know what they could have done. Um, I know that I need to know their costs. What I do want to make sure is that we have, through some method, unlimited access. They have delivered that. Is it in the exact shape and form I want? No. Is the UI worth the price? No. Is the output, when you have enough iterations, worth it? Yes, that's the most important one. Everything else is a footnote to that question. Can you get the glorious output if you spend enough time hacking away at it? Yes. Do you get it into flow? Yes. Does the credit system hinder getting into flow? Which to me, I mean, I'm so glad you wrote that article and I'm so glad you've pursued this and pushed this. I, you know, I've, I think you know, maybe quite a few of us have talked, but I didn't like write an article on it, but I was certainly tweeting about the same problem you know weeks back when we went off of unlimited getting into that flow state absolutely is the magic if i feel like i'm watching the gas meter tick that definitely is a distraction it's definitely a distraction i don't know how to get around it but i do know that unlimited with no meter does seem to be a problem and I hope they figure it out and I hope they get to a better state soon. So, and also Doug, and I'll let, uh, I'll let Lupine and Danielle just quickly chime in as well. How has your usage changed since quota? Because in, in my article, I specifically wrote, I'm using it 10% yeah. total compared to how much I've, I've become demotivated since the quotas. Yeah. And that retention, that retention is so critical for the success of this product. Like getting to flow state is so important for this product. Like I, I tweeted yesterday, you don't have a creative tool or product unless people can get to a flow state. You don't have Photoshop. You, you don't have a drum set. 
people can't get into it if they can't get to that state. But uh, Lapine, Danielle, so, so Doug, I, I'm hearing you're about at 10% in terms of usage post-quota. I have absolutely flopped with my usage because I've been waiting and expecting for this announcement. I'm willing to drop a few coins, but I'm also really wishing I wasn't in a state where I was thinking about watching the meter. It's a total bummer. And if I spend the money and get enough credits, here's what I'm thinking just to be quick and give them like this someone else. They gave me some credits for having answered the survey. Maybe a bunch of other people on the call got that same little bonus credits. That's nice. But I'm probably going to buy a bunch of credits so that I never have to think about it. And I'll see what happens. And I'm going to track my usage. And I am, I'm like, at this point, thinking out loud, I'm like 99.5% committed to tracking my usage and putting it on Twitter and just telling people kind of where I'm at. Like, what happened? How did I do this? And, you know, where it makes fun sense, maybe say, hey, this cost me $12.50, just as, you know, as a little cheeky kind of joke. Um, yeah. So, but, but Doug, like, so I, the community would benefit from that. But I'm saying, even after the 50 a day quota, how do you think your your usage went? Where was it at before? Where is it at now? How much would you say? 10%, 20%, 30%? It's probably 15, 20% at most. 10, okay. 10, 10% lowest, 20% at the most. It's a negative okay. experience. It's absolutely okay. negative. And are there days where you just don't use it at all? Yes, because I know that if I get going on what I want to do, I'm going to get cut off. I don't remember what I did last night. And if, I've, if I have... 12 or 20 or 49 things. That's an absolute joy killer. Absolutely. Got it. Kill, Got it. Total kill joy. Lupine, Danielle, what about you? Similar position. Um, I can tell you how much my use dropped. So prior to the 50 genet, I was putting out, let's say, three images a day. And I made it a point to set aside enough time to make those three images a day because I felt this tremendous amount of privilege of being a preview user that I wanted to deliver these things so that people could see what it was capable of. But when that 50 generation limit hit, I was only putting out one image a day or every other day. I absolutely had days where I didn't pick it up because I thought, why? I'm just going to get into something and then I'm going to be told, you know, out of generations for the day, you have to wait 23.5 hours. I have so many unfinished dollies on my computer that I just gave up on. And like, sure, I could revisit them, but I'm, yeah, I'm not in that flow state that I was. And I tried to track it. I had an app on my phone that I would I'd keep my phone open while I was on my computer. And I would, you know, it was the same thing you'd use for like running laps and I would hit it and it would like count one. And every time I clicked the button to generate, I tried to remember to push the button on my phone and I would just start getting nervous by the time I was up to like 40, 45 and like pull the image out into procreate and try to finish it there and then maybe throw it back into the do- into dolly for the last five. Um, but it really thwarted my creativity. Um, again, I bit my tongue because I was so happy to see other people using it. Um, but, you know, fair warning, it, it, it is limiting um, in many ways. Danielle? Can you hear me? Can you? Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, my answer to this is weird because, so I was like, I think one of the first 10 users of this and I was so addicted that I think in my first month I did around 10,000 prompts. <laughs> so I feel like I got so much out of me that once I rolled into like six on it, I just naturally used it way less and like became less addicted. And I feel a little like sad that, you know, other people won't get to have that like wild uh, and that is 10,000 prompts with 10 results each. So like I looked at 100,000 results on this thing uh, and I wish other people could have that experience. Like I feel bad about it. I actually naturally, and maybe this, now I'm so, I really 
deliberately know what I'm looking for and like spend a lot of time thinking about the prompts before I enter it that like naturally I actually you know probably wouldn't do more than 100 per day but it didn't start out that way and so I do wonder if there could be you know some sort of like um, unlimited for the first month thing so that you know who you are as prompt writer like I have a spreadsheet of all the qualifiers I put in but that only like came from that like wild period of time um and I don't really like you know do four-hour sessions anymore of course you know sometimes when I need a really specific thing I'm like I you know I was using this for like um uh for like generating a specific tarot card and I was like I know I want to have a dedicated session but that's not an everyday feeling um and so like that might be maybe once a month I like do a long five-hour session but I you know I haven't felt too thwarted but I don't, my experience is not representative because I did have that wild and limited period of time. So. No, that's, that's an amazing point. Um, I feel like mine, I also got early access too. Um, maybe not as early as yours, uh, but I feel like my usage directly correlates to the quotas. Um, but maybe overall, you're right. Like I'm more seasoned, I'm more grizzled, like as a user, I can get by, um, but, I guess, I guess my question though is like, how, how will new users feel coming in and what are the effects on the product and the community if they can only have so few trial runs anyways? Um, like, I'm, I'm just not sure what that does because you know maybe they never get to some kind of flow state or something of that sort. What do you think? Is it, is it like that? What's, what are we seeing from new users? Are they still using it just as much? Do they show up every day once the, once the quota renews? I am seeing, I'm sorry, go. Oh, sure. Sorry about that. I've seen comments on, you know, my Twitter posts, uh, even from today, where users that recently got access within the last week were just saying, even th even this early on, like, that's that's not enough. Like, I'm glad I had this 50 generations a day. But now, I don't know, I've seen comments of people saying, like, it's not worth it to me now. Neil's absolutely right. You need that you need that kind of unlimited experience to just get it out of your system. And Danielle and I connected pretty early on. We were both very early users and I would go like four or five, seven hours on a prompt, just, just finding, like finding the capabilities of Dolly and its strengths and its weaknesses and finding my own style with it. And, you know, Danielle and I said early on, you know, this is wild. We feel like we've been turned loose in a lab. Um, and I still very much feel like we're all part of that experiment now. Like, okay, you've been in the lab. Well, now the lab this much. Will you stay in the lab? Um, everyone, every user, I, I think we're part of an experiment. Um, and again, just my biggest concern is that it's the cost is going to discourage people from that have been on that wait list for months from even picking it up or picking it up and saying, I'm not really, this isn't really what I was expecting. I'm not, you know, they don't have enough space to experiment with it in the way that we all did totally maybe we were given too much power and freedom like i think it's like, a lot, like let's, say, let's say dolly to start it out where they're like oh you know we want artists to try this out you get one image per day and then we'd all be excited about it and every day you know at midnight it would reset and we'd do our prompt and we'd share the results and like i mean it sort of you know would remind me of earlier days of ai art generation where you have to wait hours for your you know image to complete uh and that would still feel exciting but i think the psychological difficulty is they they welcomed you know the initial cohorts of artists with uh you have infinite access to like all of human consciousness and then they're like actually we're gonna you know take that away from you <laughs> so 
If they had I mean, started out lower, it would have felt better if they gradually increased access. It feels it's, a little a, bit like a like a rug pull, a little bit. I feel like all of their announcements, though, have kind of been a rug pull, including your invite email, because it just shows up and you're just like, oh, wow, today, like right now. And then, oh, by the way, um, here's a new rule. And here's only this many generations and only this many images per prompt. And then like this. So I feel kind of like we've had a few little rug pulls. This is kind of an unexpectedly um, significant rug pull. You know, instead of having like. I don't know, a bath mat pulled out from under you. You've had like the whole living room rug pulled out from under you. Yeah. Simultaneously, a million people, a million people will get an exciting email saying, you're now off the wait list. You get to try this. And so it's really like 12 minutes. Well, but I think it's it's still exciting if you've never had a chance to use it before. So so like there's, yeah. It's a good point to know what you're raising might. My concern, though, is like 50 prompts total for the first month basically means you enter something, you enter something else, then you discover comma digital art. (laughs) (laughs) You spend you spend five of those. Then you might try to do like an industrial design product on art station. (laughs) Yeah. Then your favorite artist. An extra arm in that you have to get rid of. And it means I it means I agree. I agree. It means you're not going to try in painting because you're you're literally wow. going to be like, oh, oh, I just want to see what else is up with and save it, right? So you're not going to bother exploring that area. And the problem is, I think with this structure, you end up with something gimmicky. You end up with something like, oh, that's cool. Whereas if you had something which sort of like we know the rough amount that it takes to get somebody to a flow state, and then they're a user for life, like that. So like even if. The point in our case, we were early research beta. The point wasn't that we were given unlimited. The point was we were given yeah, we a chance were. to get, we we're given a chance to get to a flow state, right? And, and we were, basically, we were doing research. They were like test subjects, so that they could learn how people would use it. But like, I'm and just marketing. saying, they're, they're basically yeah, and, market, and marketing. <laughs> with, with all the with all the new user onboards, OpenAI, unless they pay, is saying on mass, none of these people will get to a flow state. And that's my whole problem with this announcement. It's tough. It's like, yeah, do you give an incredible experience to a few people or like a mediocre watered down version to a million people? I made a point a few days ago. Yeah, a a few days ago that the 50 with four images limit, which was unlimited, but now it's not. That even that was only enough to get you to like LOL meme type low quality guffaw image. And my apologies to anyone who's made one of these these images but with your super limited new free account to dolly you're probably only going to get to the place where you're putting homer simpson in Star Wars, which is almost a new trope that's, no, about, that's about where this is trending it, it's it's not trending towards a serious tool the entry level is Homer Simpson or some crazy, you know, turtle in the shape of a UFO, which is hilarious and great, but everyone rediscovers that for the first time, all these new users. So and those are all great. I think they're all funny. They're all funny, but, no, but, but that's what it's cultivating. You're right, Doug. Like the, the pricing structure is incentivizing essentially the creativity, which is just that first lap. It's first gear. And none of these users will be able to get the fourth gear unless they pay. And personally, I think the odds of somebody paying if they haven't reached a flow state is far lower. Um, so I just think, unfortunately, Dolly may end up like GPT-3. It may end up like Codex, where the the commercial aspects just don't line up, and it just kind of fizzles out. It's a cool thing. It's available. But maybe in a few years, it will get to that point. Kind of, I feel like GPT-3 is finally getting there, 
where it, it is actually commercially lining up. It's all these things are lining up that, you know, it, it, it is actually something people will use and tell their friends about and can get to a flow state with. Can I ask um, you a question about GPT-3? It, it relates yeah, to sure. this. And you know way more about GPT-3 than I do. I only play with it, have fun with it, abused it in the context of a few things that I was working on and playing around with it with, uh, with Dolly. But I do know, unless this has changed, that the data behind or the data in the current you know, model is based on 2019 data. So it's three years behind. And that makes me wonder, is it behind on purpose? They don't want it to be used like a general search tool. They've done this thing that kind of kind of hamstrings it because they want to limit the reach of it, even though the whole, maybe all, everything is still a big research project, even though you can pay for it. You're still like, we're still all test subjects. We're still wrapped in the lab and we don't know it. Do you feel so, like, given that's the path it's, that GPT-3 has already gone down, are we headed that way with Delhi? So GPT-3 is like, a, it's a different use case. Um, it was last updated, I believe, June, 2021. Uh, however, when you ask it, who's the president of the United States currently, it still says Trump. Now, the GP3 case is different. It's good. They are updating it. I think eventually it will be updated regularly. There's, in the GP3 case, a lot of use cases, hopefully, that actually depend on current real-world knowledge. It's more about the knowledge graph itself. Um, but I, where I'm bringing GPT 3 in is, like, I've made a whole podcast. Like, I, I had a whole segment complaining about GPT 3 pricing as well. And there's something about it where sometimes I feel OpenAI sets up pricing in such a way that it makes it hard to be an advocate. Like I make a podcast, I make YouTube videos, and like even I have to be like the pricing kind of makes no sense or it doesn't work. You have to you have to trust me on this one, <laughs> right? And I know now with Dolly, I'm gonna be looking people in the eyes and say, "Trust me, you'll get to a flow state someday." I promise you. Or I'll have to let them use my account, and so I will be paying for all these new users, right? So I, again, like you know, pricing is is really important to the actual advocacy and virality, and the, obviously the retention of, of the tool itself, but. Anyway, so I, I, I'm not sure if we have any closing thoughts. Uh, there's two other things I did want to cover. So one thing is, so all these new users that are coming in, uh, they're going to be coming into a new world where you only have 50 prompts for that whole month. So I wanted to ask the three panelists that I had, the incredible uh, panelists, the super team, what advice would you give to new users to maximize their 50 prompts they are given? Start researching art styles, brush up on art history, um, gather some inspiration beforehand um, so that you don't have to do as much experimenting with that in the model. I th actually think that um, the author of a very excellent uh, Dolly book is actually here. It looks like he's requested to speak, uh, so hopefully he'll chime in. But read that book, get some ideas. Um, and, you know, if you can afford it, great. If not, make the most of those, those free generations that you get. Uh, Danielle, did you have any advice? How can people get to flow state ASAP within 50, 50 prompts? I, I, I love the intensity really? of this question. I sort of feel like I'm a promptist. Like when friends send me their dolly images, I'm like, you should have. Like, have you thought deeper about like what style you want? Do you like this coloring? Do you like this color palette? Do you like this mood? So I would suggest like, you know, before figuring out your, or in addition to figuring out your subject, really like close your eyes and meditate on what vibe you're going for. And don't be afraid to use like tons of words. I think the best results emerge when you, you just add like lots of commas followed by more clarifiers, like that yields the most um, exciting and surprising things. Uh, so don't be shy with adjectives. 
and think deeper and try to visualize first before you enter what you're looking for. I would say my best advice is realize that you are in a big buffet line and you are not going to taste everything on your first plate. And I would say the first thing that looks interesting, go deep as you can on it. You're going to run out of prompts. Your plate's going to fill up, but you're going to get hungry again. You're going to want to go back and make it back a different day and start paying. But go a little deeper. Don't just give up and try random things. And then, you know, if you're not getting what you want, ditch and run. There is no way to shorten the prompt engineering uh, skill learning curve. It's just mass quantity. And you'll learn more by sticking with a few subjects and seeing how far you can milk it and where those things might take you. So I'll let a uh, guy who's, you know, it's amazing. He's here. He's written an amazing book and uh, James is here as well. So I'll, I'll let them chime in. Uh, I, I, real quick, like my advice is maybe, maybe check out other AI uh, image to text tools like Midjourney or those things just so you can uh, get some kind of a feeling, get somewhat warmed up a little bit with the whole prompt writing, prompt design process. In a way, even GPT-3 can prepare you for it, sort of. And so once you've got some practice, um, like then, then you know, hopefully you will be able to like, and you know different modifiers and stuff, you'll be able to maximize your free trial with Dolly once you get access and get a feel for the model very quickly. Hopefully with the other tools, maybe you can get to some kind of flow state or something like that. If cost is prohibitive, this is in a way very similar to other kinds of art. You know, people who study art at school, it's really hard for them to even get and afford their own painting supplies and those kinds of things. And one of the ways people do it is honestly, you know, you might have to get a side hustle or something to support your actual artistic endeavors. So in a way, this is no different from what artists have already been dealing with, with music or painting. You have your, you, my friend, have an expensive hobby. And so you need to find the financial means to be able to indulge yourself, unfortunately. But I mean, that's just the situation uh, we're in. And I think as well, like in general, anything which can sort of expand your imagination, whether that's writing or painting, uh, other disciplines, even Photoshop, these things will make you a better Dolly 2 user and you will have sort of honed your creative skills and visualization abilities so that you can maximize your time with Dolly. But again, like I agree with what everyone else has said up to this point. I'll ask Guy, Guy, what do you think? How could people maximize their 50 credits if they're brand new? <laughs> I mean, I think the days of... Um what's the for expression fuck around and find out uh, a little bit behind this i think i mean it's like i think your analogy was very apt and it's a bit kind of it's kind of like shooting with film like you're loading up your camera and like sure sometimes you're going to want to just like go out and like take some fun photos but like everyone costs like 15 cents so in a way like like obviously the price of like the access we had is now like immense but like for 15 bucks for like a project you've got like 115 shots at like getting to your destination that might not be one image but like okay like i've managed to work out to get the style i want and the thing and then maybe you have to spend like the next 15 bucks on making like 110 images in that style now you've worked out how to do it but i think you know people are going to justify the expense by kind of working in a slightly more directed project oriented um way which is like you know that's kind of fine it's difficult you know i think there'll be a bit less kind of discovery and uh random stuff i think contrary to douglas's point i think we might see 
fewer Homer Simpsons in Star Wars because people are like, oh, I don't know if that's. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find it hard. Like even when I was doing this this book, I was like, oh, I should do like the same subject in like every photo, so you can really like lock down the 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 style and like the subject is always the same. But then like obviously after like three images, I'm like, oh, I want to draw something else. <laughs> so it is it is kind of hard to like approach things rigorously and kind of in a sort of ordered fashion and obviously part of art is like there's a certain approach right which is just a path of random discovery um which now is unfortunately like a little bit more expensive to just kind of see everything that it can do um but yeah just have fun and yeah i think you know having kind of taking that thing that douglas said the deep dive on one thing um uh yeah and just seeing how far you can take like that one idea is probably going to be like the more fulfilling uh a, a way to use it at least in the short term i think open ai could add a lot more features that aren't like ai or compute based that would help people along the way like one of the amazing things on mid journey on discord is you can see everyone like writing in prompts in real time and you can search the entire history of everything everyone's typed in to see what happens when people use like van gogh or you know symbolism or ghibli or whatever to see if it works so i think they can add a lot more of that kind of consumer side tech and stuff to make the thing more transparent so that people get more ideas about how to prompt i'll stop talking now totally there i forgot the name of this website but someone made like a um this app where you could search by keyword for all of the like published images which is you know for sure not all of the results from dolly it's only like select that people have published. Do you remember what that is? Like app. It's got a re- it's Dali Two dot app. I think. Oh, Dali Two dot app. Yeah. So that is like a. I haven't been on it in a while, but that's a good way just to explore like lots of randings that other people are doing. And you know, for sure, it is not everything. You'll have good luck just scrolling on Twitter, but it definitely like I think seeing a result that resonates with you then you know kind of triggers like oh I kind of want to explore a similar prompt so. Do we so have hard stop at seven or are we going to go past it? Just curious, sorry. Yeah, it, I'm hoping uh, I got like maybe one more question and then we'll take two or three and we can wrap. Is that okay? Sound good for everybody? And you guys can continue the discussion if, if you want, but is that okay? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I wanted to ask, so uh, there's a lot of positives from the announcement too. Obviously, we wanted to get to the nitty gritty with the pricing and quota. Like obviously getting it to a million users is super exciting. I'm really excited to see what the community comes up with. As a, as a courtesy, I, I'm gonna be sponsoring two, two artists or whatever. I'm willing to put up you know, a couple hundred dollars to support an artist who just got access to Dolly. And sort of that's something individually I'll be doing to encourage somebody's journey with the product. Um, I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on the licensing? I think that was another positive piece, which in a way is getting overshadowed. Uh, it's now commercially, you're able to use it. All the previous stuff we made, we can now commercially put it out there. Uh, I'm assuming NFTs are on the table. I can't. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. Uh, what, what do you think, Danielle, about the licensing aspect of today's announcement? Um, I don't know. I'll have to see like what people do with it. I'm not like a fan of um, you know speculative investment in in um, PNG files. So <laughs> uh, I, I do think like. <laughs> You know, I bet like previously you couldn't just like sell an image, but I thought, well, well, you could, you know, generate a sculpture, then make that sculpture and that could be the commercial product. And I always think like these uh, image generations are not the final form. And so I am, you know, excited about artists that do something else with it and think about like, well, what are they printing it on and why and where are they showing it? And what are they doing? With it? That's very so interesting th- to me. 
Danielle, will you, will you see yourself maybe? So I, let's not let's not get too caught up in the. I said the I said the forbidden word, which is NFT. So we can, like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not talk. About, so like, we're not going to talk about yeah, NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is not financial know, advice. Yeah. None of this is not financial advice. But I guess what I'm saying: Can you see yourself lo- logos if you're working on a game? Like you know, oh. can you see? Are you excited for that aspect? Totally. Like to be able well, to. Yeah, I mean, I work on a range of things, and sometimes you know, I. I have a background in illustration and painting, but sometimes I don't want to, you know, I would like rather just generate a dolly image if it's not the central focus. If I want like, you know, texture for a background and stuff like that, or just like, you know, want to like quickly create like a character or a person. Like, yeah, for sure. I would use dolly too, like in commercial applications. Uh, But I'm not that interested in like, you know, selling a print of, uh, you know, LET results, but that's just a personal thing. Lavinia, what about you? What are you, what are you excited about? Are you, are you, were you happy to see that the commercial licensing is on the table? I'm surprisingly indifferent to it. I don't personally have any commercialization applications of it. Um, you know, using I use it to generate an image that I'm painting. Am I going to sell that painting? No. Um, the only things I've ever uh, made money from are related to welding and reuse of metals and I guess you could use Dolly for some ideas on that but those are so specific and mathematically precise um, that sure it's okay for conceptualizing things like Danielle said but I'm not the kind of person that's going to generate an image and and sell that image Um, that's just not uh, who I am as an artist I do see the value of it for maybe illustrators or like you said logos um so I didn't really have strong feelings one way or the other about the commercialization uh, component of it. Yes, and I would also add, Lapine, like it's it's unclear even with the current pricing structure and the credits if you can even get from concept to something commercially viable within that budget. Right, that part is unclear. Nobody Excellent knows. Excellent point. We we don't we don't know. I unfortunately I'm going to leave that as just something for everybody to maybe think about. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, Guy, what are, what are your thoughts? Are, were you happy to see the commercial licensing? Do you feel like this is a new gear for the product and the community? You know, we're headed towards a commercial direction. Are you on mute? Guy, am I breaking up? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah. Like, what are, what are your thoughts? Part of the, today's announcement was the commercial licensing as well, right? So were you excited to see that that's also included now? Yeah, I think I <laughs> reminded of like, when I was in there onboarding call and there was some guy from an ad agency and he was like we're super psyched to use this but we would like never use this <laughs> like for anything important in a million years because like we don't know where the images come from we can't prove like like they're kind of the 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 copyright and the trademark and all that kind of stuff around it um it was just like for anything kind of like high profile isn't very good but i do think there'll be tons of things that are like lower level i think some very entrepreneurial people are probably going to find like weird ways of like making money out of this like there's going to be like and sort of you know a kind of download you know 300 images of x or like people if you kind of like find a cool style and now you can like very quickly now like replicate that for like lots and lots of different subjects like there's going to be this kind of interim period. I think before everyone thought like every kind of person that wants an image would prompt for it. But I think because it's not, because it's kind of hard to use at the moment, right? And like you're saying, you know, people might not get in the flow or they're using the wrong thing. So there's probably going to be this interim period where people can like monetize their ability and then like sell those images as you might stock photography or something like that. All these kind of little side hustles like you get with the copy AI and like the Jasper, the uh, things that, you know, that are based off GBT3. Um, 
And I think obviously you'll start to see, I mean, I see like an API will probably not be too far around the corner. So you start to, I mean, if you're like a, whatever, like a t-shirt business or something, like I can see it being used for like lots of, I think it's going to be like from the bottom up, right? It's going to be for like internal docs and presentations and brainstorming meetings. And then it's going to be on like, random like things you can download and someone has a viral tweet and they're like oh why not buy my you know sticker that i've just designed on dali <laughs> um yeah that kind of that kind of thing and then slowly we'll kind of see it more and more in uh yeah higher profile situations but, but i guess by the time it's in high profile situation like you'll never know it's from dali like that would be the, that would be the magic of it right no one's going to want to be like oh yeah we've got like a robot to do it that's just going to be <laughs> it's going to be secretly feeding in yeah so these are great points, Guy, and we're lucky to have Doug here because uh, this is a point he brought up very early on that uh, you know I actually should have asked him to expand on. So we, we'll let him to cover like just like some of the some of the risks of using Dolly commercially right now. Some questions that may address. But before I get to Doug, uh, please uh, everyone, uh, we have time, maybe two or three questions. We'll we'll take them real quick. So if you are interested, just request to to be a uh, a quick speaker, and please keep your questions brief. We'll try to get through at least two or three. So, anyways, Doug, did you want to tell us your thoughts on the on the commercialization piece of today's announcement? Yeah, sure. Um, I love what Guy was just saying, um, and you had mentioned that I I had brought that up in the past. That uh, there are big issues around commercialization, and oops, can can people hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Doug. Please okay. proceed. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, Guy had some just great points about how the uh, the images that Dolly generates right now are very interesting. They're very intriguing, but they have actual commercial viability. Just given, you know, Guy's great example of having had a conversation that where where someone just said and just kind of work backward from from this point. I would never use that in a million years because there's like a thousand legal questions. There's so many things that could be wrong in an image. And if you don't have someone to hang out to dry on something, then you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get very far in a commercial setting. Um, you know, I'm in a legal financial setting for my day job. There's no way we could ever entertain using an image that was generated by a computer. We have to know what the line of, uh, what the chain of command is and who we have to sue if we find a, a random swastika in the background of some image, you know, there's, there's I mean, that's it's kind of a silly case, but that's an excellent case in point. Um, as far as myself personally needing or wanting, wanting participating commercial licenses, um, I did not have anything other than some type of book in the future. Um, the whole idea of, you know, NFTs, you know, I think there could be value in the historical, uh, you know, eight, the whole March, April of 2022, that could make a very interesting book. And that could make, that might possibly make some very interesting NFTs in the future because now they have historical value, not just because I made a cool picture, but the picture is tied to a story. Uh, so I see, uh, you know, NFTs and other type of things that might happen in the future are more re related to the value that Dolly historically is now on the books as having brought into the world. Uh, but as far as artists needing commercial licenses, uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm working on now is using Dali as an inspiration, using it as reference material, not much using it as the direct output. I do have a couple ideas where I thought, you know, I do have some stuff that was maybe kind of interesting that uh, might be cool as direct output from, from Dali, but I've yet to see if I can get, you know, Dali to behave in such a way that I can produce output that I want to put my name on. 
Great. So uh, in just a moment, we're going to jump to the uh, audience question from Daniel. So uh, please feel free. If you're in the audience, you have a question, we have the expert panel here. I guess we're happy to answer whatever questions you may have, not just about the announcement, but uh, about Dolly in general. So Daniel, could you give me just one second? Uh, I got to ask Doug just one follow-up question. So uh, so Doug, like, could you comment, like there's, there's such a thing as indemnification, right? So I'm just thinking like as a product roadmap, you know, Dolly, OpenAI is a company, would you be, would you feel better if they offered, I don't know, $2 million, $10 million worth of indemnification uh, for any Dolly output that goes awry to protect the actual business using it? There would absolutely have to be lawyers sitting at a table discussing what that might look like going forward. That's absolutely a huge issue. And that's, you know, I, I think the way you phrased it, you phrased it better than I did when I first talked about it. Um, that's really a big issue if we're going to consider how this might you know, Dolly's going to trickle into the to the whole world. Um, but would that, I, would, that, would that get you over the fence? Like if they said, and so by the way, for people who don't know, so indemnification is this idea that um, I'm a business, I'm going to use your image, but in case that image comes from a, a, a wrong place, there was some copyright violation or something, and I get sued, basically the company sold me that image, they have insurance and protection for, for me so that it doesn't end up costing me as a business. So like, I, like I, I'm now asking Doug, like, it, like so clearly this, do you think it would get you over the fence? What would you need to hear? 10 million, 100 million? Like, it, it, that's funny. That's actually a really good question, but I think it's very secondary to the actual quality of, of output. I'm, I wonder if Guy in his conversations had examples that he was looking at with this person from, I, I'm sorry, was it an ad agency? Um, people outside of the industry seem to have think Do Dolly is more magical than it really is. That's been my experience. You know, it's almost a trope now. Oh my gosh, you know, Dolly's going to put stock photography people out of business. Like, I don't think so. I think the stock photography people are going to be using Dolly. Um, I, I got it. It's it, To me, it's a secondary concern. However, now that you've brought it up, I don't know what the number would be, but I would certainly be like, oh, these people are serious. If they had an indemnification, indemnification, you know, statute in their, in their bylines or their, you know, their, their terms of service, like, wow, these guys are serious. That to me would be a selling point for a serious contender and someone providing me these, these types of images. Got it. And I mean, hopefully all of this is on an exponential curve, you know, maybe Dolly 3. It, it does get to a level where industry takes it very seriously. But it's nice to know indemnification is, is a possibility um, that, you know, maybe would get you over the fence. And I imagine there's different cases, right? Like something like a magazine versus a movie. You know, I think I would imagine the movie process is way more stringent around where images and, and stuff is coming from, right? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So uh, thank you so much, Doug. And Guy, that was a great point. I appreciate you bringing that, bring that up and being honest. So Daniel, did you want to proceed with your question? Uh, sure. This is not really a question, but I wanted to mention that there's a pretty cool community on Facebook as well. There's a, a Facebook group, which is public, and it's called Dali2 Artist Community. And there were like 5,000 creators there. And it's, I think it's a pretty good resource for new users to just go through that because there's a bunch of awesome um, creations. So, you know, so they can see some stuff before they actually go and do them, their own prompts. Awesome. Thank you. And there's the Discord community as well that is the official one from Dolly. There's, you know, r slash Dolly2, which is an amazing resource. Um, and, of course, the hashtag, the hashtag Dolly2, and even Dolly2 on Instagram, plenty of places to get inspiration to see what people are working on, um, lots of places to connect with others. Uh, Codex, did you want to proceed with your question? Uh, yes, please. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my question is around um, some of the prompt um, 
uh, anti-biasing in DALI, I've noticed lately, uh, I'll put in a very specific prompt like something to do with the Mona Lisa and the output will come, it'll change gender or change the the, the race of the um, of the model that comes out of the um, of the image. And I imagine this is, you know, it, they're trying to make it the, the, the output less biased, but at the same time, it also makes it non-deterministic to work out the, the outcome. And my question is, 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 this, um, is there any transparency over this um, prompt um, anti-biasing and, and can you opt out of it and, and that kind of thing? Uh, there's super like they sus did you anyone see the thing with like the signs yeah i thought that was so yeah. hacky <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah it's just obviously being implemented in this really hacky way where like you type something in and then it's putting comma space uh korean lady or comma space african-american guy like just if you haven't like specified the thing which is like a pretty kind of like blunt i guess it's like there's no way to like engineer it into the model itself because like each of the four pictures don't know about the other three pictures, so they have no way of, like, coordinating to be like, oh, we should, like, do different things. But, like, I do think, I mean, it's a bit, I mean, I saw someone earlier, like, I think it was in the Discord, who's, who's trying to do, like, a snail that, like, I mean, it's not, like, that particularly, like, crucial, but he's like, I want to do a snail that's a radio DJ, but, like, because it's his radio DJ, it's them putting, like, commerce, <laughs> space, Hispanic man, like, and then it's like this random guy's appearing and he just wants to have a snail who's DJing a radio show. So it kind of makes sense to me that they would have that as like a select in out option, but just because it is like changing what people are asking for, sometimes for the best, but sometimes in a slightly confusing way. I feel like options in general are something that needs to get added, like some checkboxes and a bit more of a like guided experience. Um, yeah. yeah, and the you know, we're, we're limited now. So there's four outputs, right? I, I don't know if it has that context of the Mona Lisa, probably you're expecting, you know, the Mona Lisa. Um, and is there, are we aware of any, you know, is there any reporting process? Maybe you could give feedback on, on the whole biasing or it's it's just one way. I think you can report um, like uh, inappropriate content. So maybe that would fall under that category. You have the option of reporting when an image doesn't match what you had been prompting. So if you had prompted the Mona Lisa and still put something that's really misrepresentative of it or off, you could, you know, we talked a, a little bit about that before where occasionally I'll get a person when I'm even prompting for people um, and you have the option, the same the same button that you would use to report inappropriate content, if you click on that, you'll get an option that says this, this does not match what um, I had been, you know, prompting. If it's going to be a prompt, hunting a prompt, if that is a solution, that is not a solution. It's going to end up in some way in some weird censorship or somebody with their own particular bias uh, injecting that into the, the, the results. I don't see a solution for this at all. I don't see a solution. I think the solution is the data. I think it's, no, I think it's, I think it's kind of, I think it's like, it's kind of, it's free and it's well-meaning. And also like, there's been like some like, in my view, slightly opportunistic, like, PR things for it. So, like, I get it, but it just should be something that, like, you can turn on or off. Also, I do think they made a good point that, like, a lot of the people they want to use Dali are in other places where maybe there just is less rich data, stock photography, like, God knows what's in their 650 million images. But, yeah, just, um, I mean, a lot of the things, like, in other, like, the mid-journeys and the, the night cafes and all those kind of, like, other kind of, like, tier of tools, like, a lot of the things that look like buttons or settings are actually just, like, putting trending on art station at the end of your prompt. So it's like, it's not unprecedented, but 
again, yeah, I think it's just it's it's weird that there's it's like the first. I mean, maybe other things are being added behind the scenes that we don't even know about the prompts. But um, yeah, I think just like giving users like the control, especially when it's generating things that are like now kind of don't quite make sense, like the poor little snail radio DJ. Um, yeah, that's my. That's my thought. And also now it's like 13 cents a thing. So like when, when it like tries to do this like well-meaning thing, but you're like, my credit, <laughs> like people are going to get a lot more like shirty, I think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> it'd be no, funny if like, Dolly, oh, it'd be funny if like Jelly 2 has like a returns department where you're like, <laughs> I don't like these. I like these four results. Can I get my 13 cents back? So it's like rejected images. Well, I think, I, I think it, it does have like, you know, sometimes it does that thing where it's just like, you're like, oh, I want a picture of a houseplant and it's here's someone playing Frisbee. Here's the skyline of Zurich. And here's like, it does love this, to show people playing Frisbee. And like, this thing on Discord <laughs> at the moment where you're getting like, where it's like five of one and then one completely random image. <laughs> I, I love that. It's just like, and here's just another one we had knocking around, just in case. On that topic, I did notice that, um, you know, when using credits, it said that if you get an error um, that doesn't count, or if you've prompted something that ends up getting blocked, that you know they won't take your thirteen cents for that. So at least we have that. It's good to know. <laughs> so um, I gotta run, but thank cents. you for uh, thanks for um, including me in this conversation. It was great you're, to you're chat with all welcome. of you, and we will. And this is an ongoing, um, you know, thing we'll be chatting about over the next months. So yeah. thank you so much for being here. Bye. The next one. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's a bold move forward. Uh, you know, I, I on some courage level, I, I do really commend OpenAI for doing something like this because I think the quite the problem is really interesting. Like you can't really really fix the biases in your data set. However, at this abstracted level, the Dolly system is powerful enough to not just uh, you know imagine the Mona Lisa, but perhaps the Mona Lisa you know with with different features and a different social demographic. Um, how, you know, I think where OpenAI could benefit better, maybe roll it out better is um, like definitely giving maybe more notice on all of these announcements. And also like in the UI, maybe if it gave you the option and asked you, you know, we, or, you know would you consider uh, different, different groups here in this one? I think, you know, in the interest of diversity as well, maybe OpenAI should have a separate section below where, you know, in some cases you get four extra images with, you know, a, a more diverse group of people. So you can choose, right? And maybe give, give users the space to like see the benefits of having, you know, a diverse set of people in, in their results and including them in their work. Uh, and maybe there's things too that could be done in the community level to encourage more uh, diversity and unbiased results and stuff like that. Like maybe part of it is a mindset thing rather than a prompt filtering uh, kind of thing. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're approaching the end. Uh, I guess we will do some closing thoughts and wrap it up. So uh, Doug, did you want to tell us your closing thoughts? We covered pricing, access, licensing, uh, we briefly touched upon the new bias stuff. What are your overall closing thoughts? Boy, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff this conversation. I have anything else that stuck out. I think the only point I wanted to reiterate that someone else made, I was thinking this, I'm sure lots of people have thought it, but there is some parallel between having to pay premium money at this point for Dolly. That's really not too far off from having to buy decent quality oil paints, canvases, brushes. And if we are thinking about it in terms of a real art tool, it makes more sense. If we're thinking about it in terms of a meme, LOL, you know, meme generator, it's an expensive meme generator, um, but a, but not an expensive fine art tool. Um, and I don't think that Dolly has yet decided who they're catering to or if they're going to develop different packages for different use cases. I'd like to see some development there, some thought there from 
from OpenAI going forward. Guy, what are your closing thoughts? Um, I preferred it when it was free. <laughs> but I get it. And um, yeah, it's going to be uh, a bright new dawn. I definitely think, yeah, like it's going to be interesting to see like the, the stuff that I think they, they now need to lay on top of it to like, to make those now that like every prompt counts, um, there's going to be all kinds of uh, extra stuff that they probably need to bring to the table, not in terms of the pricing or the compute or like the pricing package, but like what else can they have like beyond the text box that, that kind of, uh, what's the word in design when you're, when you're like building a tool, uh, affordances you know so that people can see a bit more what they can do um i guess like my prompt book was like a really like manual way of doing that but you know you could imagine a whole ecosystem of content that makes it so much easier and quicker for people to to jump in because they do you know now people they're going to burn through their 50 prompts and then they're going to be thinking am i going to put my credit card information and you know creating a more inspiring and shareable world of, of stuff around that i think it's going to be super like they'll kind of need to do that to get people to pay but i think if they do do that pay. i'm gonna pay let's face it so <laughs> but i am going to be thinking like each time i'm i'm hit up for another 15 dollars i'm like okay well what i'm actually doing here or am i just going to type in a load of nonsense to burn through my 50 credits a day which has been more than mine so recently so yeah that's my thoughts it's Thank an expensive hobby <laughs> i agree with you it's going to be an expensive hobby <laughs> Levine, what about you? Yeah, I just will um, sum up what I've, you know, said throughout this chat is that first and foremost, I'm really happy that, um, you know, they're full steam ahead towards 1 million users. However, I have I, what I think are valid concerns about that cost being very prohibited for a lot of folks. Um, also, again, to the, to the issue of flow state, it's going to be harder for people to get there. I'm really curious to see if how people are using Dolly shifts now that it's more now that it's paid model and expensive um and that you know i think this is still just kind of experimental and i'm curious to see where it goes and appreciative for the access that i've had up till now um and that's yeah that's where we are thank you thank you um so my closing thoughts are uh i you know i i'm very fortunate for the access i i got as well and i'm very grateful um i i think uh i i think like the I still really encourage people to apply to the waitlist and try it, you know, regardless of all the stuff we talked about today. Um, and, you know, word on the street is that if you don't have access, just go back on the waitlist and apply again. That's word on the street. You didn't hear it from me. A lot of people are getting access that way. Um, and they have a million spots. So I think at this point, like if you have decent socials and you want access, if you want to put Dolly 2 in your bio on Twitter, just saying, <laughs> right? Um, these are things that I encourage people to do. I think all of this stuff is on an exponential trajectory. I would love for OpenAI to disclose, if they're not going to disclose their costs, at least talk about how they want to bring those costs down over time. Um, because I think we will head there. Uh, my vision by the end of the decade is you'll be able to generate a movie just by writing in text, right? So just by joining the Dolly, Dolly 2 community, you are joining something much, much bigger. Uh, and so anyways, like uh, the excitement is, is still there. And I encourage everybody to try it. Um, I am working on a part two of my series. So if you don't know, last year, I published a YouTube series called GPT-X Dolly in our multimodal future. This is before the release of Dolly 2. I encourage everybody to check it out. I talk about the future of AI and creativity. What does something like Dolly mean? Uh, I started working on part two of the series, uh, which will just zero in on a tool like Dolly, 
what will it be able to do within two to four years? What kinds of features will we see? And I just, I guess the final piece I just want to say, besides bugging my series, um, I can foresee a lot of really, really exciting possibilities beyond even what we see today. And probably, probably if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be teasing some of these ideas. I'm going to be, you know, reaching out to different members of the community and just sharing design mockups and stuff like that. Maybe even a preview of the actual videos for the series itself. I'm going to put out just to get feedback. So anyways, yeah, I, I can't even describe how exciting the next two to four years will be. This is the beginning of something much, much better, many times larger than any one of us. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, commercialization, pricing, all these things. Um, I think we, we will start seeing very big celebrity artists and musicians start incorporating Dolly in their work, even as early by the end of this year. So anyways, uh, that was my plug. Lupine, did you have anything you want to plug? Nope, just plus one for encouraging everyone to to try to get access. If you've been on the wait list, uh, try again. I, I, my hope is for everyone to at least get to, to try it to some extent. I think it's a, a wonderful tool for creativity. Guy, you've got your book. Was there anything else? Everybody everybody here, make sure you check out Guy's book. Uh, it is an amazing, amazing compilation he's put together. But did you have anything else you want to plug, Guy? Uh, no, I'm, uh, but I do have, I'm on a four weeks sabbatical, so look out for uh, more stuff coming up uh, very soon. That is awesome. So make sure, so people can find your art on Twitter then, Guy, or you have Instagram or you elsewhere? Uh, yeah, it's, it's at dallary.gallery is the website, and that's on Instagram, but I'm just Guy P here on Twitter. And yeah, I'm going to be, um, the next thing I'm working on is like a bunch of stuff, which actually I think is kind of interesting of like how to like integrate using Dally with like other cool image AI and non-AI tools that are out there so that rather than like have to constantly prompt Dally for like the exact image you want, how to take, how to kind of build an asset in Dally and then like bring it to life like with other things because there's some really cool stuff out there. And But although the last thing I need to be honest is get obsessed with even more different apps, but there we go. That's where I am right now. <laughs> That'll be over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's going to be really interesting to see how the community reacts to pricing. Um, Dolly, it's an interesting product. You have, you know, at one point you will have 1 million artists under one roof, potentially on one Discord server. And so just one minor tip, I'm sorry, I've taken too much time, but uh, my minor tip to OpenAI is like, you know, be very, you know, have a very careful hand with how you proceed uh, because you are at risk of the community reacting adversely to whatever you're trying to do. Um, and, you know, I think we're seeing little, little, you know, whispers here and there. I don't know. I haven't seen too much art opposing the pricing, but we could very well be there a week from now. So I guess we all just got to keep our eyes on it. And I hope everything stays positive. However, this is beyond me. Uh, it's just something I can foresee. Uh, Doug, did you have any, 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 anything you wanted to plug? Uh, is most of your stuff on Twitter? Are you also on Instagram, Doug? Yes, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've got different projects in the works. I've been slow to want to push and waiting to see what was going to happen with Dolly pricing. But I would say the main thing, if I had to be promoting anything, is um, Twitter first and Instagram second. They're both D-Bonneville. D-Bonneville Twitter, D-Bonneville Insta. Okay, awesome. So if the speakers uh, host wouldn't mind just sticking around so people can follow your profile on Twitter before they head out, that kind of thing. Uh, that is the end of today's event. I want to thank everybody for dropping by. I want to thank you for asking such great questions. Um, and of course, I appreciate the insight the speakers have brought to the table. Thank you again, Super Team. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks for great stuff. Always a pleasure. It, it is a delight. I, uh, I'm glad I was able to stay calm today. <laughs> Maintain my cool. You guys, you guys were lucky to get the 40 minute uncut extended rant. I guess stay tuned to the podcast for more. But. Anyways, uh, hopefully you've had a chance to follow everybody, and I believe you'll be able to play back the recording. And you know, everybody here uh, is you know a key key part of the community. 
uh, and has, has contributed so much from the beginning. So anyways, thank you so much, everyone, for coming to today's event. To the next one. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. I'm going to be closing the room in like 20 seconds. Okay. Thank you, everybody.